Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to thank and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to Bouncing Back, the Personal Resilience Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. Let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Bouncing Back, the Personal Resilience Science Insights Podcast. Since launching the show two months ago in October, we've heard from eight incredible guests about eight different topics. So today we're going to sit down and summarize and recap what we've learned and how this is actually going to work in our lives. So in the first episode, we spoke to Christopher Shen, who was one of my favorite guests. We had him in the studio and he was just such a lovely and enjoyable guest. And he spoke about how self-esteem informs our personal resilience. So Christopher says that the most important part to building self-esteem is actually making sure we build ourselves back up after being knocked down to support our resilience long-term. So Christopher essentially put the emphasis on how we react to certain incidents afterwards and how we treat ourselves afterwards. He said those are the most crucial points in rebuilding that glass ceiling and making sure that we bounce back and have the best resilience for when the next challenge comes along. In episode two, we heard from Jazz Ampafar about how to rebrand failure to build self-confidence. Having Jazz on the show was so phenomenal. She's such a beautiful person with such a loving soul and being able to hear from her and her personal experiences about rebranding failure and self-confidence was so inspiring. So Jazz's biggest tip for rebuilding self-confidence, and she couldn't narrow it all down. There's no one kind of solution to rebuilding self-confidence. But she said the biggest tip is understanding what choices you have in the moment and making sure that you actually ask for help to make those choices. She essentially spoke a lot about being a hero for yourself and being someone else's hero. And actually asking for help doesn't make you any less of a person and allows you to build that confidence with the support of other people. In episode three, we spoke to Amelia Twist about strengthening motivation for long-term results. Motivation is something that we all struggle with. It's something that I'm constantly challenging and battling. So Amelia's biggest tip for those struggling with motivation was to ensure that your passions are at the forefront of your decision and making sure that you understand what your goal is and how your passion kind of aligns with that and what you can get out of it. Next, we spoke to Stephen Hickman about self-compassion and how it can help us build resilience. Stephen has this incredible approach to mindfulness that is so inspiring and kind of breathtaking in how he sort of challenges the normal concepts of mindfulness and how breathing and meditation is only just the start. But Stephen recommends 
practicing different forms of mindfulness, such as breathing and meditation, for those who are just starting their self-compassion journey, because it can be a lot to overcome. So don't be overwhelmed. But Stephen gives us incredible tips on how to begin that journey and how important it is for Ashley to take those steps. In episode five, Cara Dinley taught us about building resilience to trauma through self-regulation. Cara herself had been through a lot of traumatic injuries. She'd come from a sort of dance and gymnastics background. So being able to hear her thoughts on how self-regulation informs our resilience was very inspiring. So Cara's go-to practice for self-regulation is havening. It's something that she does now and she teaches. And havening is a technique that a lot of people have heard of, but it's a technique that connects the body and the mind through touch. You can do it by yourself, um, but if you're starting out, it's usually recommended that you do it with a health professional who knows exactly how to um, connect your mind and your body for benefits uh, for those who have suffered from trauma. Next, we spoke to Stefan Zavalin about adopting active work habits to overcome sedentary life. This was the most... (laughs) fun and diverse and just kind of, I don't want to say difficult because we faced a lot of technical difficulties when we recorded this episode, but Stefan was very adaptable and flexible, which is not surprising. Um, And he's very inspiring his story and his journey. So this was definitely my favorite episode. And he recommends setting an intention to adopt active work habits. So you have to be really intentional about creating this active lifestyle to leave a sedentary work lifestyle. So by setting an intention, what Stefan meant was adopting active work habits by creating reasons or essentially obstacles that make you move during the day. So Stefan's main one was he moves his waste paper bin further away so that he actually has to either get up and go to the bin to put stuff in there or practicing some kind of weird basketball technique that I'm not going to try and dissect. But essentially what he meant was setting this intention so that you have to move and you have to make yourself get up during the day. In episode seven, we spoke to Christine McMulkin about the relationships between attachment styles and self-compassion. Having Christine on the show was such a blessing. It was honestly like talking to my mom. She's such a beautiful and loving soul. So definitely go listen to that episode if you need a little TLC. Um, What Christine told us about attachment styles and self-compassion was that finding activities to ground yourself at the start of the day is incredibly important as that helps her define her attachment styles to herself and others for the rest of the day. So having that calm foundation definitely allows you to understand what you need to do throughout the day in a calm and methodical manner. In episode eight, we spoke to Everett Worthington Jr. about using forgiveness as a coping mechanism. This episode was definitely insightful as well as inspiring. And Everett has personally developed and still practices the reach forgiveness method, which you can hear about more if you go to the episode. But it's essentially a method to help facilitate forgiveness on both decisional and emotional levels, which was something that I didn't know existed, uh, but apparently is very crucial to actually exercising forgiveness in a methodical kind of manner. 
So that's what we've learned so far. But how does that go into practice exactly? Well, if you stay tuned next week, I'm going to start my own personal month long journey on building my personal resilience to see how these expert practices that have been recommended to us affect our personal resilience. So stay tuned and I'll see you next week. You have been listening to Bouncing Back, the personal resilience science insights podcast produced by the Life Management Science Labs. Listen to episodes from LMSL's 10 Life Management Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or other podcasting apps on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps others find us and us grow to bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at pr.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Tia Hama. Thanks for tuning in.